This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and today my guest is one of my favorite Bravo-holic friends. You know her from her amazing Instagram account. Please welcome Emma from Comments by Celebs. Hi, Emma. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am so glad to have you on the podcast because we have been, I feel like we've been like event friends for... (laughs) such a long time going back pre-pandemic it's like we've always seen each other at all of the you know little bravo gatherings and stuff and when we started having events in the fall again it was so nice to kind of run with that circle of people again as jill zarin would say (laughs) oh exactly there's nothing better than being at Saks, meeting heather dubrow and then all of a sudden i see you i was like yes this is my happy place right now I was thinking about that because I was like, when was the last time I saw Emma? And it was at this little press (laughs) event that they set up for Heather Dubrow. Um, We were just being, you know, given glass after glass of champagne, (laughs) waiting for our little interview moment. What a time to be alive. (laughs) I feel so lucky. Those are moments like that where I'm just so grateful to even be doing this. It's like, how did we get here? (laughs) Exactly. And I know, I mean, you started your Instagram account, Comments by Celebs, you know, what, like five years ago now? And obviously it just became this whole thing and all these opportunities and stuff. But yeah, every time I'm at one of those events, it's like, wow. I know. I feel like I'm home. <laughs> um, so we are going to mostly talk about Salt Lake City today. But because the last time I saw you was right before the premiere of Orange County, I do want to just ask quickly what you are feeling about this season of OC now that we're yeah a good way in. Yeah, I, I have to tell you. First of all, I haven't watched last week, so that's important to mention. But I had such high hopes. I was really optimistic. And I still stand by the fact that I'm so happy Heather came back. I think it was a necessary infusion. But I can't get on board. Like, I, it's just not doing it for me. Wow. I See, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. Like, I think people are really – it feels like the reaction is very mixed this season. Like, personally, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I think that, you know, Gina and Emily have kind of become this duo that I really vibe with, you know, what they're bringing to the show. But I do think that Heather, it feels like Heather doesn't quite have like the um, the group of people around her to kind of make take full advantage of what she brings to the show. Maybe. Totally. Totally. That's exactly how I feel. I also think. Like Noella, as somebody who wants to start drama and be this very kind of entertaining character, I'm on board with that, like on some level, but I'm just not buying what she's selling. You know, I do, I do think that she's very entertaining. I think I'm just, I'm not all in. I don't know. I'm having a hard time connecting, which is disappointing. It is hard. I think when you are so new on the show and we know that her personal life is just in absolute shambles, that it's like we're supposed to be watching you, you know, be petty toward Heather and toward, you know, 
Gina and Emily. And it's like your own situation right now is a a damn mess. Like you don't need to be talking about how like Gina's being a little too drunk. It's like, go, go focus on your whatever's going on. Right. So then as viewers, it makes me take it seriously. Cause I'm like, we don't even know where your husband is, you know? Yeah. Um, Honestly, that's probably a good place to pivot to Salt Lake City because I feel like we're also seeing some women on this show uh, maybe losing sight of what is important that they're going through. I'm talking about Jen Shaw. Um, You know, this week for the first time in a while, we see her actually meeting with her lawyer, seemingly trying to pay attention to what's going on with her legal situation. And every time I'm just... It's like, have you not thought about this since the last time you talked about it on camera? Because it doesn't seem like there's much going on there. First of all, I cannot believe that you last week asked me to come on and we had no idea that this was going to be the episode. Like, I did not. (laughs) This is an incredible episode to be recapping because so much happened. I mean, my head is spinning. That was a wild 45 minutes. Truly, truly, truly. I mean, every episode of Salt Lake is kind of like that right now. And I'm... I will say I'm almost a little relieved that the season is going to be over soon just because it has been a deeply chaotic ride. One thing that I just have to say, because we'll get back to the actual episode, but just as we prepare for this reunion, (laughs) the thing that I cannot get over is when we found out from Andy that Meredith only saw the clip of Lisa's hot mic moment like a day before they filmed the reunion. Do you know what that must have sparked inside of her like I think this has potential to be one of the best reunions we've ever seen yeah that made me feel a lot more encouraged about the reunion because I will say the the news that Mary wasn't going to be there I think was kind of a big blow in terms of listing off all the things that I wanted from this reunion it's like okay so we're not going to get that we're probably not going to get that maybe they'll talk about that but Mary's not going to be there um but yeah the dynamics keep getting more interesting and you know, this episode, we see a full shift from when they're still in Zion and Meredith and Whitney are having this, you know, knockdown, drag out, repugnant, you know, that's the word of the day. And then by the end of the episode, there's like a little more information trickling out. And now it seems like Lisa was the one that was maybe trying to start something with this father's memorial date. So really, it's like, you know, everybody kind of has their individual beef with everyone else and it's shifting and getting deeper. And the fact that they saw those last, you know, five or whatever episodes right before the reunion, it's like, how are they even going to know what's going on? I don't know. I mean, it was interesting because in the beginning of the season, something that Isabel, Isabel's my, my, yes, we love Isabel. Uh We love Isabel. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Was saying was like, they had all of the makings for this to be incredible. And there was a point where I felt like they kind of fumbled the bag a little bit in terms of like, let's get back to our real focus. Because to me, the real focus is Jen. And I get that we got a little over the place. But the point that I was making on my podcast last week, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, because to me, it continued through this week, is about Whitney, where it's like, I appreciate how willing she is to instigate, but I sometimes think she just misses the mark. And to me, the whole thing wasn't really about the memorial. I mean, yes, I understand there was conversations about it, but for her to hammer down on that point, I just think it looked classless and kind of annoying. Like it was the first time where I think I was annoyed by Whitney. Yeah, I think I've talked about with some of my other guests that Whitney is, I I appreciate how much she's willing to go there, but that the the exact tactics she takes sometimes don't play out, I think, the best way for her or necessarily the best way for the show. But I do agree that I think this sort of focus on Meredith's role in the whole 
gen thing has been kind of misplaced and that has sort of kept snowballing from, you know, kind of these whispers about did Meredith say something to the feds and then how did they know she was at Beauty Lab and then why was she not on the bus and when was the memorial? And, you know, it's one thing to sort of bring up those questions in a vague way, but the fact that for now, like, four weeks or something, it keeps being presented to Meredith as, like, we think you did this, defend yourself. And it's like, why Why do you think she did that? You right. know? And then when the ultimate answer was that, you know, the memorial was on Monday, she traveled from Aspen to Vail that night and then stayed there because the women were coming the next day. It's like, yeah, that's just common sense. If she was already in Aspen and had to be in Vail the next day, she wouldn't have, like, come back to Salt Lake in between. It's like they're kind of being a little willfully ignorant, and I think to a certain extent that's fun for reality TV, but then it's like Whitney is kind of taking it to a place where it's like, you know this isn't real, right? Right, right. And also because the subject matter is something that is so actually personal to Meredith, like I don't think she's bullshitting when she gets that offended. I, I lost my mom. I, if somebody ever tried to question mm. me about, you know, the I, I would lose it. So I think her reaction is very real. That's why I think in that battle she's going to win every time because the subject matter is so deeply personal. But I need – I literally watched this episode this morning and I have not spoken to a soul about it. So this is <laughs> therapy for me. I need to talk to you about when Lisa's in the middle of her freak out and Jen comes up, right? And now all of a sudden, Jen wants to try to calm down Lisa and now get on her side and agreeing with her that Meredith has been a shitty friend, which whether or not Meredith has been a shitty friend, that's besides the point for a second. To me, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, Jen? You're sitting down at that table when they're trying to have a conversation between Mary and Jenny and you can't help yourself but make it about Lisa. Then you get the exact reaction from Lisa that you want and now you want to come up and rile things up more between her and Meredith. Like, if I was Lisa, I would have daggers for Jen. Yeah, I think Jen almost is in a position where she's always been kind of this volatile person in her relationships. Clearly, we've seen that both seasons of the show. But that... In this case, she's almost getting a weird amount of grace from the other women in the cast. And people are, you know, you would expect people to kind of be less willing to be friends with her or less willing to forgive her stuff given everything that's going on. But it's almost like, you know, Lisa is so upset about what's happening with Meredith and with the overall treatment that she feels she's getting from the group that when Jen comes in and is like, I'll listen to you, you know, yeah, let's talk about it. You're so valid, all of this stuff. Lisa is almost like disarmed by that. And she's kind of like, yeah, like, I just feel like, yeah, like I just, she just needs to like let it all out. And I think she is going to be willing, you know, kind of Meredith is the main object of her frustrations. And so she's going to listen to anyone who's kind of like, yeah, you're right. Meredith does suck. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash 
MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty Pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can can live claret and clear. Use as directed. The fact that Lisa's hot mic or rant, whatever you want to call it, at the end of last episode was only like the halfway point of this night in science. Because normally you would expect she throws the mic, she goes back in the room, and then we don't see her again until the morning. But this just would not let up because we have, you know, she's in the bathroom screaming about how she's richer than everyone else. Meanwhile, you know, Whitney and Meredith have their little moment. Mary is making her bizarre comments in the background. And then there's like a whole nother round of, you know, Whitney looking around the house for Mary and like screaming like, where is Mary Cosby? Where is she? And it just was like, what? everybody go to bed, like go to sleep. First of all, go to sleep. But second of all, that is a prime example where it's like, I logically understand why if you're Whitney, you're annoyed that in this moment where everyone's coming for Meredith, yourself included, by the way, you're wondering where Mary is. Like, logically, I get that. But that just so doesn't matter here. In the scheme of things, I, it's it's so weird because it's like on one hand, they want to question Mary and Meredith's friendship, which I agree. I think it's the most bizarre thing we've ever seen. At the same time, though, they then want to validate it when it like works to their advantage. It's, it's a very bizarre a very bizarre thing that's happening here. I under I do understand though the confusion surrounding that. Yeah, and I think at a certain point clearly Mary and Meredith have this relationship however much we don't understand it. So it's like, okay, if I'm going to suspend my disbelief and just say, 
yes, they're great friends. I don't get it, but it is what it is. Then when there's this situation where it feels like everyone against Meredith, it's like, okay, if I'm believing that this friendship is real, then why is Mary not kind of speaking up on Meredith's behalf? And this to me was kind of, I mean, we've seen Mary be very, you know, wishy-washy about kind of the whole experience of being on this show in the past. But this moment was kind of the turning point to me where it seems like, okay, she's like checked out of this group dynamic. She's made comments in the past, whatever, but in this this night in this last night in Zion, it really felt like she was like, yeah, I don't actually, I don't want to do this. I don't really want to play along even. And, you know, watching that, I'm like, yeah, like it kind of makes sense that she was like, fuck this. I'm not going to the reunion. Well, totally. I mean, it's, this is a prime example that we always talk about where they want to break the fourth wall, but they can't. Like when Heather's basically begging and pleading with her of saying, you have to kind of care. She's not saying you have to care about the friend group. She's saying you're on a reality show. Like you got to get yourself involved on some level. And I think what Mary wants to say is I'm done. I don't care if I'm back for next season. Right. And so to me, it's like, that was, if you read between the lines, what was really going on there, obviously. I would love to know, and we'll never quite get this, but I want to hear from all of the producers that were in this house in Zion because the amount of the amount of like heart to hearts and like massaging the talent and like <laughs> really working with them and being like, okay, like I know that you're like Meredith, I know that you're really, really, really upset that they're like maybe implying that your father's memorial wasn't real. But you know, maybe if you just you know, if you just take a deep breath and then maybe go talk to Whitney. You know, because the amount of times that these women are leaving the table, coming back to the table, going into the room, coming back out of the room, you know, going upstairs, coming downstairs. All of that to me says that they're, you know, basically retreating into their space and that somebody is talking to them and being and convincing them basically to go back out there and face it. And that is truly, I mean, thank you for your service, (laughs) SLC production team, because I think with so many with so many women and in a lot of situations like this, it would just be like one big blow up fight and then everybody kind of goes to bed. And I think the the thing that made this trip so kind of mind numbingly messy was that they really all stayed and engaged with each other. And I think if we hadn't gotten some of those interactions, it still would have been, you know, drama and exciting, but it really felt like they were like, we're gonna stay and work through this shit and really like, it was like kind of grueling. Oh, as first of all, as the viewer, you're so appreciative of that. But my question to you is between Lisa and Meredith, because they both threatened multiple times that they were going to mm-hmm. leave. Who did you, if either, if you had to choose, who did you believe the most was really going to say, fuck it, I am out of this? Um, I would definitely say Meredith over Lisa. I think to me, Lisa is, she seems like somebody who is down to play the game a little bit more. Whereas I think Meredith, I could see if it was the wrong day and somebody said the wrong thing to her, she would be like, "Uh, uh-uh, no, I'm not doing this anymore. And I think mm-hmm. we've seen her get close to that point and sort of threaten that. But obviously they've been able to kind of reel her back in. But with Lisa, I feel like she kind of enjoys it a little too much. I think, you know, she loves being, the, you know, the Taco Bell and the baby gorgeous. And, you know, she's posting on Twitter, her reclette grill on Amazon and you should get one. And like, right. <laughs> I think that, I think, I mean, whatever they're both on housewives they both like the attention but i think lisa kind of has too much fun with it to really say goodbye whereas i think meredith if she was in the right headspace would say this isn't what i want 
I kind of think so. I'm actually, honestly, to your point earlier about how much of a magic touch the producers must have had, I'm shocked that she didn't leave. I thought, okay, the first time she'll deal with the her father's memorial. The second time, when Whitney came to her that second time, I was like, she is out of here. I'm, I'm really, I'm shocked. I mean, that's her whole MO, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was honestly shocked the next morning that Meredith agrees to go on the Sprinter van because I was like, after all this time, you're, I mean, it didn't really seem like anything happened on the van. Like they basically just like passed out, but, um, Mary didn't go on the van. And that, I think that's kind of tells you everything you need to know that at the end of the day, um, Meredith is still in, you know, she's still down more or less. Whereas Mary was like, "Mm, not a chance. So this is a really interesting question that I'm curious your opinion on. Last week on our episode, we were talking about the the concept of like a trusty narrator in the world of Bravo mm-hmm. and how every franchise kind of has one. And previously to this season, if you asked me for Salt Lake City, I would have said Meredith and and Heather. I probably would have said a combination of Meredith and Heather. And this season, I still feel in a lot of ways like Meredith is that person. But do you feel like her ranks as the trusty narrator have gone down or is she still somebody that you would consider? Um, I think I still would consider her to be one of the more rational people on the show. I think sometimes we talk about who's like the voice of reason kind of, and I mean, not all the time, but I still think she strikes me as a little bit more of like a real person than some Mm -hmm. of the women on this cast. But I, I feel like this season it's more like Whitney and Heather are kind of the Greek chorus of like, you know, Jen's going to prison. Mary's (laughs) running a cult. You know, Lisa and Meredith are off doing whatever, but like we're kind of like the normal ones, um, mm-hmm. you know, the real people. Um, and I don't know if Whitney is actually the best, um, pers- <laughs> no, the best I- person to be in that role because she's like draining her savings account to rebrand a beauty company that then does it exist. We don't know. And I think I do think that Meredith, that Heather is kind of the ultimate one in this group that actually feels like a real person. Who I, I would I want to like get her take on what's actually going on because I feel like it's going to be the closest to reality. A thousand percent. I actually think that Heather's credibility, which I find to be very high, goes down slightly when she's so buddy buddy with Whitney. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm like, I just want to hear what you have to say by yourself because I <laughs> feel like she's good. <laughs> You know? Right. Well, because Whitney sort of becomes the, you know, the truth seeker when it comes to this memorial question. And Heather is sort of like lumped in with that when at the end of the day, it's like, I don't actually think Heather really wants to grill Meredith about the memorial. Like maybe she's curious. There's nothing wrong with being a little curious. But um, (laughs) yeah, I think Whitney sort of is a little bit clunky in how she carries her storylines sometimes absolutely there's a little lack of grace yeah um i do i want to talk about the scene where jen agrees to go to mary's church because we've not seen the church at all this season i guess they hadn't had in-person services because of the pandemic and really it was every time we see mary in her church element it just kind of takes my breath away well, I was just shocked to start off that Mary invited her. That really caught mm-hmm. me by, you know, caught me off guard. I thought when we initially saw her walking in, I was thinking, did she just walk in like uninvited? And then we find out that Mary personally <laughs> responded to her text, which, I mean, think about where we were last season. You would have never in your wildest yeah. dreams thought that this scene would have happened. But I mean, I do think it's interesting that Jen was experiencing firsthand kind of just the way that Mary is continually praised and how 
when you're you've been made to believe that you can do no wrong in a setting for so long, I you know I understand how that carries its way into your personal life for sure. Right, and that the idea that Mary might think she's God or you know however is the right way to put that. It's not just something that's coming from inside her brain. It's the way that her entire sort of world is structured, that clearly all of these people are, you know, thanking Mary personally for everything in their life. And they're, you know, praising her like above all else. And, you know, that might not do much to dispel the idea that she's some kind of cult leader. But at least I think it's good to have a reminder that this doesn't just exist in Mary's head. Like this is a real group of people that actually treat her this way. So, you know, I think she's delusional in a lot of ways, but her church is very real. I mean, TBD now on how real the church is because, you know, there have been photos of the building being like boarded up and stuff recently. Um, So I, I'm like a little sad. I, I, I'm not sad that she's not coming back to the show because I think, you know, she deserves to probably not be on, not have this platform anymore. But I am kind of like sad that we won't get resolution on what the hell is actually going on with her. Well, okay. First of all, did you see how a few days ago she responded to something saying uh-huh. that, you know, that's not true. Nothing's been confirmed about her not returning for a season three. Although I think there's no shot given that you can't just not show up to a reunion and then think that you can go on as normal. I mean, to me, that's like, a cardinal yeah. sin in the world of Bravo. So, well, Meredith confirmed on Watch What Happens Live last week that right. Mary isn't filming with the group. And <laughs> Mary's response was to this page six article um, confirming that she is, you know, is leaving the show. And they, I mean, it was funny in the first place because page six was like exclusive. Mary Cosby doesn't return. And we're all like, yeah, we know. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, Mary just seems to be kind of off in her own world and you know from that comment that she left it's like is she actually disputing that she left the show or is she just saying that whatever the source said specifically about her isn't true I mean it's hard to know but I think that's the whole thing with Mary is that I don't know if there's ever been a housewife that has been as detached from sort of just like the way things work as she is because even just commenting on something like that it's like no, like you could call page six and like make your own statement or like, you know, post a whole thing. Like just responding to a tweet is very strange. It's different. So it's not the same, but hear me out for a second. It's a little bit Kathy Hilton vibes. Mm. You know what I mean? Just in terms of like the rogueness which, with which she'll respond to something on social media where you feel like she just got her phone randomly at a moment and saw something and like did it without anyone's approval. Like you uh-huh. have those moments with Kathy. I totally feel those same moments with with Mary. And my other thing with Mary, which is she never said it, is kind of just the way I feel like, I bet that there's a part of her that's like, why did I ever do this? I had this great life. Let's say she really was doing these kind of illegal things with her church. Nobody knew. She had, she had this great setup, right, that was happening behind the scenes. Then she put herself out there publicly. And I think she probably feels like, I, I screwed myself a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the the million dollar, you know, $5 million, $25 million question, depending on who you're talking about. It's like, if you are really living this lavish lifestyle and maybe some of the funds were acquired by not so great ways, like why on earth is it your instinct to go on TV and, you know, broadcast it out there? And I think with, with Mary, that's certainly a question. I think with Jen, I do have that question, but then at the same time, it's like if the feds have maybe 
had her on their radar for like 10 years, it probably wouldn't have made a difference. But I mean, Mary does just seem like this kind of person where it's like, it's probably for the best that you're leaving it now, but you're left with that question of like, why did you think it was a good idea in the first place? And did she have any idea what she was signing up for? Because I can't imagine Mary sitting at home and like watching Real Housewives of New York or something. Like I can't picture her even being aware of the fact that Bravo is a thing. So I really would love to know how she kind of got involved in the first place because it feels like I don't belong here. Well, it's different when you compare Mary versus Jen because Mary said she's the first one to say she doesn't want fame. When she's out and somebody recognizes her, she really dislikes that. She's very uncomfortable by those interactions. Whereas to me, Jen is like the most fame-hungry person I could ever Mm. If I was to describe in my head, you know, somebody that just wants the fame from Bravo, that is Jen. And I think, in, let, let's say she really was doing these things. I think Jen is the type that's so narcissistic where she genuinely believes that she's invincible. Like, I think there's no world in her mind that she would ever get caught, which is an argument for why she'd be willing to come on. I think that she just loves the glitz of it all. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. One of the reasons that I was most upset that BravoCon 2021 didn't happen was because I couldn't wait to see how the whole Salt Lake City thing and Jen specifically would be handled because BravoCon was supposed to be in October the weekend before Jen's original trial start date. (laughs) And so theoretically she would have been in town. (laughs) It's like, do we, does she do a panel? Are we like cheering for her? Is there a photo op? Um, Sadly, neither of those dates ended up happening in October, but (laughs) truly just wild. Truly just wild. I know. And what do you do in that situation? No, this, this franchise is like, I think a lot of people ask me, where should I start? And It's not that I think it's the best franchise overall. Like, I think I'm very loyal to Beverly Hills personally. And I think some of the OG OC days or OG Atlanta and honestly Potomac are are incredible. But because we're only two seasons in, I do think it's the type of thing where you can very easily, you know, digest it. It's not going to take you that long. And I think that 
it's now starting to have such a mainstream outcome. Mm -hmm. Like I, I get texts from people that don't watch Bravo that <laughs> heard about this trial and are now just curious, which is why it's another reason that I'm additionally so invested in this. Yeah, I think Salt Lake is a great recommendation for first-time Housewives people because if you're not sure if Housewives is really your thing, it's a low enough commitment. You know, it's only going to be 30-something episodes, maybe 40 at the end of this season. And you it's good enough, it's crazy enough that even if Housewives overall isn't going to be your way of life, you know, like it is for some of us, you can get through. It's going to be, you're going to be entertained. You're going to have a lot of questions. You're not going to get that many answers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because I, I think it used to be for me, I would be like, oh, like you have to start with New York. Like New York is amazing. But now it's like, well, there's so many seasons and also it hasn't been that good lately. And there's like, you know, whatever. There's a, a lot of these shows that have been on for 10 plus seasons. It feels like a big deal to recommend that somebody start it from the beginning. And I'm like, I don't ask. Right. I'm like, if you want to like test the waters of housewives, like I don't need you to watch 13 seasons of New York. Like just start with Salt Lake City. It's like a good little, it's like a good little appetizer and if you're hungry for more, then you can, right. you know, dive in. Trust me, there's the, the water is deep, but um, <laughs> very no, deep. No, I back think catalog. <laughs> Salt Lake, I, I do think is like the perfect um, starter franchise. Also, it doesn't feel it feels new in a way that like if you're starting with like Beverly Hills season one or Atlanta season one, it's like an artifact that is kind of frozen in time. And I think I love that about it. Like, I think that's a great quality, but I think it could make it harder to sort of get into at the very beginning. Completely. Especially if you're watching these because you like to be involved in the conversation. Like no one's talking about what happened with Taylor Armstrong 10 years ago, you know, whereas this is, this is prime conversation, but I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think that Lisa and Meredith's friendship is at all, salvageable forget about ever getting back to where they were but mm. do you think there's a world in which meredith could genuinely forgive her and you know continue a friendship after that hot mic moment i mean after everything but specifically after that hot mic moment i think that is where the reunion and what happens at the reunion is going to be really important because i think if we have a moment with lisa where she is like you know i said all this stuff heat of the moment i don't leave it I don't think all that stuff you know if she kind of has that that um moment with Meredith and she apologizes and sort of you know shows remorse or whatever I think that there could be a way forward but I also don't know I kind of doubt that we're going to get that at the reunion and if that doesn't happen I don't see why Meredith would really have a reason to you know come back to Lisa but then at the same time I mean I feel like I'm like chasing my own tail here, but like on Housewives, part of what is so fascinating about the shows that are on for, you know, many seasons and the Housewives that stay on for many seasons is we really do see these peaks and valleys with friendships. And we see people that we never thought would be on good terms all of a sudden finding each other, needing each other, you know, kind of having these alliances, you know, all of this stuff. And I think that's one of the most exciting parts of these shows mm -hmm. being on for such a long time. So I think, you know, it'll also depend on the trajectory of Salt Lake City as a whole. You know, if 
if both of these women stay on the show for, you know, three or four more seasons, yeah, probably at some point they'll, you know, kind of have a meeting of the minds. But I don't I don't see them being like friends again in the next year, really. I don't either. And I don't think I mean, yes, maybe on the show, fine. I think for Meredith, she'll never kind of forget that. It'll always be like an imprint mm-hmm. on, on her heart. But also there's the very real question that's gonna arise between if Lisa is willing to admit, because based on Meredith's belief that it wasn't, you know, a hot mic, that she did that intentionally. Because remember, Meredith last week called total bullshit on that. She said that there was a boom in the room that Lisa saw, basically. And I think that if Meredith stands by that, if that's really her belief, and Lisa never admits to it, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine Meredith then moving forward if that, like, one little detail isn't resolved. And Whitney basically said that on Watch What Happens Live last night, too. She was like, was it a hot mic? Because there was a producer in the room, all this stuff. She basically was saying, I think, Lisa, it was heat of the moment, but she wanted it out there. And I think, yeah, I think you're right that that's going to be a sticking point for Meredith. Um, Speaking of, you you casually mentioned Taylor Armstrong a couple minutes ago. So I want to get your thoughts on the upcoming All-Stars, Girls Trip, Ex-Wives, whatever season that's happening that cast is just going to be something else. I am embarrassingly excited. I cannot explain to you. Like my blood pressure just rose as you were even talking about it because <laughs> first of all, we now have a case study. We watched Ultimate Girls Trip and we see that th- th- it works. The formula works. Putting a bunch of iconic housewives who have nothing to do with one another in a house together works. I already loved it in Turks and Caicos. <laughs> You're telling me we're going to get it in the Berkshires? Like I already feel an emotional attachment to this home and now we're going to experience it. It's it's remarkable. I am so excited. Yeah, and I think I like the idea of doing kind of themed seasons of these, you know, collaborative shows. And so I think this one, you know, the idea that all of these women are former housewives who have really, you know, been through some shit. Um, I think it creates so many dynamics to explore. And, you know, we have... You know, Jill and Dorinda both from New York, but they were never really on the show together. And like, how is that going to go? And then, I mean, Vicky and Tamara is a whole, you know, could write 10 books about their relationship. And then, you know, Brandy and Taylor also overlapped a little bit, but were never close. I think, and I mean, Eva and Phaedra, God knows what's going to happen with that. But yeah, there really are just so many potential things to dig into. Well, I feel a very strong way about Tamara. I think that she's completely unhinged and I disagreed with her so much at the same time. Like, I think she's exceptional. I think she's an exceptional housewife. I honestly think she should be making her way back to OC as should Vicky probably. So Mm. once I saw them, aside from anything else, I was already excited because I don't think you can have a show where Tamara's going to come on and it's not going to be great TV. Like, I think she's just so committed to the cause that, that she's my number one, honestly, even... And I love Jill Zarin more than the next guy. (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah, no, Jill I like as like a person. And I do think she has Mm -hmm. the potential to be really entertaining on TV. But in terms of the housewives of it all, Tamara, I think, is kind of, she is, I mean, she is an all-star. She's an all-stars all-star that she is, I think she, because she doesn't have the OG label, she kind of gets left out of that discussion sometimes. But she was, I mean... Talk about somebody who that franchise would not be what it is without the work of Tammy Sue Waddle. Oh. 
<laughs> not for a second. And we watched her. I mean, I also really appreciate vulnerability in my housewives. And the way that she took us in with the whole situation with Simon, with Ryan, I mean, we mm. really got in deep. And I just think that like a phenomenon I've noticed within myself is I'm more willing to I don't know if I should say side with, but I'm more willing to get connected to a housewife when I feel like they're willing to kind of just divulge. And the ones that are the most vulnerable, I think I just feel the most connected to. Totally. Yeah, I think, and that's what I think this cast is going to be so fascinating because, I mean, we've been there with Taylor, you know, all that stuff that happened. We watched Phaedra, you know, go through the ringer with Apollo and, you know, then she left the show in like such a storm of, you know, controversy and problematicness and watching her kind of grapple with that. And I mean, we, I mean, say what you will about Vicki Gunvalson, but we have seen her put through the ringer as well. And, you know, I think this cast just really brings so much baggage with them in a way that I, I'm sorry they had to go through all of this stuff, but personally I'm living for it. Right. Of course. And we're so, we're so deeply connected to all of them. You know, you watch these, it's like, okay, when you see the premiere of New Jersey and the screen opens to Teresa sitting outside with her daughters, (laughs) you feel like you are home. Do you not? Like it's those moments where you realize, wow, we have watched them go through it all. You know, this is not, this is the same reason people feel so connected to the Kardashians. It's like, we really feel like Mm -hmm. we've been with them in their most pivotal moments. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm just naturally so much more interested. And a uh, happy 16th birthday to Melania Judice. Oh. oh my God. Queen, <laughs> icon, legend. She's so Never old. We're so old. <laughs> we are so old. Like, it is crazy when you look at it in that. When Gia was drinking, that that meme that I yeah. saw about, like, Gia being old enough to do the Shotsky, it really hits different. <laughs> yeah. There's not, like, the Housewives kids, nothing, nothing makes me feel time, the passage of time, like how old Housewives kids are. No. And then they start having their own kids. It's like, all right, no, (laughs) I need a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Emma, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. You know, I love you. And I love seeing your, we post you a lot. I feel like on comments, by your tweets because you're so funny and so witty. And I just love people where I feel like we're on the same wavelength. And I definitely feel that with you. So thank you for having me. I totally agree. Thank you so much. You're welcome back. (laughs) anytime um before we go tell everyone where they can follow you listen to you etc yeah so follow comments by celebs comments by bravo and we have a podcast three times a week monday full pop culture breakdown and we do two others kardashian bonus show and an all things bravo recap kardashian bonus show is going to be very exciting coming up as as all the hulu stuff happens (laughs) oh my god and kylie just had her kid i like there's (sighs) so many things happening the kanye of it all Okay, real quick. Do you think Kylie purposely had her baby on two two twenty two? No, no, I, I don't. But I, it, I think it's a wild coincidence. Because Christine Quinn slid in my DMs and said they had the same OBGYN. <laughs> she was like, "It was that planned." I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, listen. If that's possible, more power to Chris Jenner. <laughs> oh my gosh well thank you so much everyone for listening thank you emma for being here don't forget to rate review and follow the show wherever you listen you can follow us on instagram at bravo by betches and until next time be cool don't be all like uncool mention it all is produced by sean kilby and jorge morales pico editing by sean kilby social media by dylan hafer guest booking by nicole pellegrino be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. 
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.